This podcast is part of the Big Heads Media Podcast Network. Go to BigHeadsMedia.com for more great podcasts. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Meow Mix Carolina Panthers podcast. My name is Steven. My name is Jerry. And on today's episode, we will be talking about a new world record. We'll go over NFL news. We're going to take a look at some power rankings for the preseason. Well, pre the regular season. (laughs) And then we will preview week one of the NFL season. It is finally here. I am trying to contain myself from dancing on the table. It is uh week 1 starts today. We're recording this on Thursday. And uh Bears Packers tonight. Panthers coming up Sunday. Ready yeah. to go. Whew. But uh let's start off talking about this re- world record verified by Guinness Book of World Records. Cam Newton and Mr. Beast. Mr. Beast. I know, he's one of my favorite YouTubers. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mr. Beast uh, partnered with Cam Newton. Sorry, I don't have anything to say about that. I don't. I didn't know who Mr. Beast was before I Neither read Neither did story. I. I had to Google him. <laughs> We're too old, I guess. Uh, Mr. Beast partnered with Cam Newton. Uh, one of the records, I guess the record that Cam Newton broke, was the one-handed catch, most one-handed catches in a minute. 51. Yeah, that's impressive. 51. Beat uh, Odell Beckham Jr., well, the previous world record holder. Drew Brees, also one of the previous world record holders. Yeah, it's kind of interesting. Yeah. Um, he, he, you know, he and Cam are probably the outliers in this group. I think Julio Jones was in there. There's a few others in there, but uh, yeah, he is the new, he will be in the book. He if also, they still do a book. I don't even know if they do a book anymore. It's probably all online. I remember looking at the book in like junior high school. Looking yeah. at longest fingernails and all kinds of weird yeah, stuff was... like that. Yeah. Um, Kim also said after he broke it that he had the best hands in the NFL. I just want to say that that's a mighty big statement, that's a statement for a quarterback to make. to make, especially with you having receivers on your team. Do you doubt that he has the best hands of any quarterback in the NFL? Doubt. I I have no clue as what the other quarterbacks' hands. I are. think that just the the physical beastiness of cam newton would i would not doubt that statement but i agree i could see that he, him being it but i can't 100 percent say it but i do wonder why we haven't done any more trick plays with him because he's a huge fast guy out there i think if i had to guess i would say it's because how much more harm do you want to put him how many more times do you want to put him in harm's way he puts himself in harm's way enough I remember the maybe has he caught two passes his One. whole career? One pass, and I remember it. I do too. And he went down the sideline, almost scored. Mm-hmm. Um, that was early in his career. I mean, with all the end of rounds, why not throw that out there? Maybe do an end of round with like a screen back to him, so he has a couple blockers in front of him, and then it's got I mean, it's got to just be just so a defensive end doesn't take a cheap shot at him or something. I mean, I'm trying to catch it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's got enough problems. At this point, I don't want him to. Well, yeah, that's yeah. that's a good point. But earlier in his career, I agree. I think they should have used his athletic, you know, his athleticness. What's the word? Uh, uh, sure. His athletic ability. 
Yeah, let's they, go with they that have, Yeah, they should have used that a little more. Um, he didn't... Of course, um, who can say? I mean, he's the best dual-threat quarterback of all time. He's running for more yards than anyone other than Michael Vick, and he'll catch him. So how much more do you really want from the guy? Yeah. They also broke a couple more records going back to Mr. Beast, who is from Greenville, North Carolina, so I assume that's Mr. why he's there. Mr. Beast. <laughs> Uh, they caught longest catch between the legs. Ooh. Didn't even know that was a record? It probably wasn't until now. <laughs> uh, furthest blindfolded catch. Okay. I saw that one. I watched the video. If you haven't seen the video, just Google it. Um, the Panthers have it on their website. Longest one-handed, or longest blindfolded catch was pretty lame. And really, the but between the legs, when he actually caught it with his legs. Yeah. So... I, that was... Maybe that yeah. was a stipulation, but from what I read, it said longest catch between the legs. I would I assume that like... was literally between the legs. He <laughs> caught it with his legs. Whatever. Yeah. Congratulations, Cam and Mr. Beast. Yeah, just a interesting little side note there. Yeah. Going on to the NFL news, we have some big signings going on this week right before the start of the season. Rams quarterback Jared Goff agreed to a four-year extension worth $134 million with $110 million guaranteed. It's a lot of money. It's a lot of money. You feel like a lot of these quarterbacks, particularly the ones still in their rookie deal, you want to get them signed before Patrick Mahomes signs his deal. Yeah. I mean, look at Dak. Dak's probably going to get close to $30 million. You kind of wonder, Cam only has two more years on the contract, including this year. Mm-hmm. This is the year. If Cam, Cam, this is Cam's contract year. I feel like if he performs well this year, then they will have to pony up after this season. I think. Well, he is currently sitting at eighteen for average uh, salary for his contract. Eighteen, yeah, severely He's, underpaid. Yeah, Alex Smith is above him. Yeah, it's severely underpaid. And, and I read an article today talking about Cam and how much of a bargain he was right now. And to Cam's credit. Never heard him complain about his salary. Never. Never once. It'll be interesting if he has a pro bowler slash another MVP candidate year. What what we do with him next year? If we go ahead and sign him because we have McCaffrey coming up as well. If he's if he has that type of year, then you've got you've to break the bank for him. He's He will be the highest paid quarterback in the league. Yeah. Uh, Cowboys right tackle Lael Collins signed a five-year, $50 million extension. That's a pretty good deal for him. He's a really good right tackle. It's a friendly deal for the team, too. Getting a guy like that with that kind of talent for $10 million a year. Yeah. Do you, I don't, do you remember his draft fall? I don't. No. He was actually projected a first-round draft pick, but then he got brought in on suspected murder charges. Oh. He was cleared... Before well, the draft, but I guess he still had a connection to it. Like, they were still interviewing him, so no one wanted to touch him mm. for obvious reason. But then he was completely cleared, and he went undrafted. I w- oh, completely undrafted? Completely undrafted. Okay. Like I said, he was supposed to be like a top 10 to 20 pick that year. I was really hoping we would draft him in the 6th or 7th round, but unfortunately, when I say we, the Panthers, but unfortunately the Cowboys went and signed him. Because they already had a great depth O-line, which, you know, they wanted the star on the helmet. Well, congratulations to him. Yeah. Uh, let's talk, you know, let's talk about Mr. Big Chest. Who is Mr. Big Chest? Antonio Brown. Oh, I had that later on in my NFL no, I'm notes. I'm talking about Mr. Big Chest right now. 
Okay. I Go ahead. Talk about him. He may not play a down for the Oakland Raiders. Yeah. He he and Mike Mayock, the general manager of the Raiders, got into an altercation over some fines that Antonio Brown had accrued. Yeah, he he accrued some fines mm-hmm. for missing practice and missing meetings. Mm-hmm. I mean, legit reasons yeah, right, to get fines. Right. Nobody's nobody's blaming Mike Mayock for this. Yeah. So Antonio Brown posts a picture on his Instagram of the communication of the fines. Basically, WTF Raiders, what are you doing? I'm a superstar. How dare you? Didn't say that, but that's the implication that was given. And then I guess at practice yesterday, he and Mayock got in each other's face. And he told Mayock that he was going to punch him in the face. He threw Don't a, do that to your boss. Yeah, he, he, <laughs> he punted a football. He said, find me for that. Vontez Perfect had to hold him back from yeah, going after him. Just ridiculous. Vontez Perfect, the peacemaker. Right. <laughs> he's, he's been known for that his whole career. So, just ridi- just kind of crazy how this whole situation is playing out. You know, he talked his way out of Pittsburgh, ended up getting rewarded for it with a $30 million guaranteed deal for the Raiders. Did a whole bunch of stupid crap over his helmet. 2,000 other players in the NFL have no problem with their helmet. He's the one. Then he gets a sponsorship out of a helmet company. And suddenly that helmet's perfect. So he got rewarded for that. No team discipline there. Now I think Mayock's had enough. I do too. Uh, I just can't believe this guy is still there. Supposedly some lawyers, not me... Said that if he doesn't play it down, that they can go ahead and basically void his contract and get their money back. Right, it's fairly standard contract in these deals for the for the players. If you are suspended for conduct detrimental to the team, which is what they would most likely suspend him for, and that's the word on the street is he will be suspended. No idea how long or or anything, but uh, if he is suspended for that, they could void his contract or. Basically, his contract would become non-guaranteed. So they could keep him on the team, but they would not be guaranteed, or he would not be guaranteeing that money. They could drop him at any time. At this point, you think that's probably their best option. I know they gave up a three and a five for him, but, ah, man, he's such a headache. Like, they have a young roster. He's he's influencing the young guys on the team that throwing temper tantrums is going to get you rewarded. Yeah, at some point your talent's just not going to be enough to overcome everything else that's going on with you, all the negative that you're bringing to a, you know, a team. Yeah. Well, let's go ahead and move on to to some other signings. Uh, the Cowboys finally signed Ezekiel Elliott to a six-year, ninety million dollar contract extension with fifty million dollars guaranteed. This makes him the highest-paid running back of all time. In the league. Another guy that was rewarded for holding out. I mean, it feels like this is going to be, particularly for running backs, and, and and Zeke in particular, two years left on his deal. Yeah, the two years left, I. that's ho- tough to swallow if you're a Cowboys fan, but at the same time, he is their offense. He is, and I feel like his situation is unique. Yes. You've got Jerry Jones, who is getting older. Want, desperately wants to win a Super Bowl. Desperately wants to win a Super Bowl as the GM. Yep. And I think... He won't Ezekiel, do it with Dak. Well, 
I think he, <laughs> he knows that they cannot do it without Ezekiel Elliott. No. So Ezekiel Elliott used that to his advantage. And he's the best player on their roster. Yeah. And it's it's a loaded roster, and he's easily the best player. I don't think anyone really thought that Ezekiel Elliott wouldn't play at some point this season. I didn't know if they were going to get the deal done before the season started. I thought Zeke might let the season play out a little bit. But I guess they ponied up. You know, they they made him the highest paid player in the or highest played running back in the league in league history. Yeah, which is what he wanted. Yeah. So and he's he's detrimental to their team. If he didn't play, I would say they could win five games. Yeah, you never know how much how or how good this rookie that they drafted is. He could be okay, but he's not Ezekiel Elliott. There's only three guys in the league that are as good as Ezekiel Elliott. Four maybe. Now, flipping to another holdout, Melvin Gordon is still holding out. Rumor is that the Eagles tried to uh, trade for the for the running back to the Chargers. They offer Jordan Howard and a third-round pick. The Chargers don't have Bill O'Brien as their GM, so they declined. <laughs> right. <laughs> Who did they think they were dealing with? Houston? Uh, let's just say that Melvin Gordon overplayed his hand yeah now he has to come back i think by the 10th game of the season to guarantee this year yeah and if he doesn't then he just loses out on a year the chargers can uh continue to basically he won't get paid for this year and it will not count on his contract he also turned down a contract from them for 10 million dollars a year Mm -hmm. it's not chump change no he he's overvalued himself yeah and that that backup situation is not nearly as bad as what Dallas was dealing with, right? Yeah. Austin Eckler, and then they drafted a guy too. Both of them are. Austin Eckler started several games last year and, and looked, he looked good. really good. Yeah. So I think they're okay letting Melvin Gordon sit out for as long as he wants. Now, another possible thing that just kind of leaked out today. Uh, Julio Jones has reportedly said he is not sure if he's going to play if he doesn't get his new contract done. This, this to me, feels like a negotiating ploy. He's really hoping that they can get the deal done within the next couple of days, and he's saying what he needs to say. I, I would be shocked if he doesn't suit up Sunday. I do, too. I think he's just, like you said, playing the game. He's been really quiet all offseason. Just... He's seeing a lot of money getting thrown around right now. And I think he's thinking, where's mine? Yeah. I'm as important to my team as Ezekiel Elliott is to his. In his mind. Oh, yeah. And, and he's one of the best receivers in the league. He top, is one of the Top be- two, top three. Yeah. You know, who's to say if he does if he goes down, you certainly don't look at the Falcons the same way. No. I mean, Calvin, Calvin Ridley looked good last year. Sanu is Sanu. He's a solid number two guy. Sure, but those guys benefit from the coverage that Antonio or well, that Julio Jones. You have to game demands. plan against right. Julio. Right. Yeah, I'm not too worried about yeah. that one. Uh, Colts owner Jim Irsay reportedly turned down three point two billion dollars to sell the team. So, is someone just randomly going up to teams saying, hey, will you sell me their team? Or do you think this is a slight leak out saying, hey, the team is not for sale, but it is for sale for higher than this? Well, so the Panthers sold for $2.2 billion. Mm-hmm. Someone offered him 3.2 or is it 
3.2. Okay, so that's a, that's a whole billion dollars more. Billion dollars. First of all, are the Colts worth a billion dollars more than the Panthers? I don't see it. That's, I mean, especially not with Andrew Luck not there. Um, it wouldn't, I mean, it wouldn't surprise me if someone did offer him that and then he leaked it to the media to say, here's how committed I am to Indianapolis. Same thing happened with James Dolan, who owns the Knicks. Someone floated out there that he was willing to look at offers in the $5 billion range. <laughs> right? He, I'm sorry, he immediately <laughs> said, no, he was not. He would not sell the team at all for any price. Right? I'm, so, I'm sorry, I'm still wrapping my head around the New York Knicks being $5 billion. Like, I understand they're in a premier market. And he owns but Madison Square a garbage Garden. Team. Madison Square Garden would, I assume, be included in that. But still, that's that's ridiculous. <sighs> so it could just be one of those ego things. It quite possibly could be that, but it could. I also think it could be him being like, I mean, what, how much money does Ursay have? I don't know what he does besides own the team. I'm not sure. I don't know either. I know Jim Ursay's had some some problems over the years. Oh yeah. You know. Uh, mental things duis things of that nature so would it shock me if this is a stealth you know stealth move saying hey you know 3.2 is not going to get it but four billion yeah let me go retire in the beaches and have enjoy the rest of my life (laughs) i'm shocked that someone would offer that much for the colts i mean do they own their stadium i don't know i I, I don't know if they own if they do then i guess that makes sense but that's a lot of money for the Indianapolis Colts. It's a small market team. They've hosted a few Super Bowls. It's a. It seems to be a spot where yeah, the Lucas NFL Oil's, likes to go. Well, Lucas Oil also holds the they do some, scouting combine every yeah, year. Yeah, they do. They do. They've done uh, Final Fours there. It's a nice stadium. Yeah. So I guess if they own the stadium, it makes sense. But I don't know. That's a lot of money. We'll be back after a word from our sponsor. Small Town Secrets is a podcast that explores the secrets and strangeness of small towns across the globe. They may be local legends, paranormal, true crime, or just plain weird. Join me every other week as I tell you stories of these small towns, as well as local headlines and listener stories. Get it wherever you get your podcast. For more info, check out stscast.com. Every town has a secret. What is yours? Welcome back. Uh, Right now, we're actually going to go over NFL Power Rankings, which we plan to do every week on our Thursday edition. Uh, This We do it through NFL.com, currently by Dan Hansis. Steven, where do you think the Panthers landed? Well, I have not looked at these Power Rankings, um, just to say... I would think that the Panthers are probably somewhere in the 15 to 20 range. I'm going to guess 16. Lower. Lower? As in higher? Well, their number is higher. Okay. (laughs) Are they 19? No. Just tell me what they are. They are 18. (laughs) (laughs) They are 18. That is too low slash high for me. I want them to be higher in the rankings. Yes, I see. I have a feeling that they would land around there, and I was right, like seventeen or eighteen. <clears throat> I do not like the few teams right above them. 
The Jacksonville Jaguars. Nope. Atlanta Falcons. I understand we. They went seven and nine last year. That's fine. So do we. The Cleveland Brownies. They have ridiculous hype this year for I some don't... reason. Okay, they have a new head coach. You don't know if he's really going to do anything no, or that if he's team a is, horrible. That team is uber talented. It has they some have ta- super But they have stars. no O-line. They, they, ha- they have superstars on that team. Superstars? It, Baker Mayfield's not going to be able to complete a pass if he can't stand back there. We'll see. We'll see. I mean, I understand the ranking, though. Okay. They're, they're a national darling right now. Um, Green Bay Packers, I'm okay with. They, you know... Anytime you have Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, it's... they also underperformed last year, but that's a new head coach, too. Uh, Houston Texans. I mean. Again, lots of talent on that team. They have actually improved the team for this season through the through the, all their trades and everything, so um, I guess I get that. Okay. Minnesota Vikings. They have a good defense. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I get that and one too. They have uh, maybe so, the so best, you... maybe the best wide receiver tandem in the league. Uh, now, I'm not saying they should all be ahead of the Panthers, but I think they are accurately ranked. Okay, so Baltimore Ravens. Ba- For they... some reason, the Ravens are very high on everyone's radar this year. They lost a lot of stuff on yeah, a lot of players on defense. You don't know if Lamar Jackson. Jackson uh, I almost called him Lamar Miller. Yeah. He plays more like a running back, he, if he can even throw the ball. I mean, I think last year they kind of struck people surprising. Hey, right. this is a new... Now teams are going to have a good full year of game plan for them. I don't know if they're going to really be able to do what they did towards the end of the season. Yeah, I would, I would play... What Where were they ranked? They're 11th. That's too high. Yeah. I mean, if they're one above us, yeah. I would be like a little bit more understanding, but 11th? Yeah. Yeah. Then you got the top 10... Uh, 10 Chargers, 9 Seattle, 8 Steelers, 7 Dallas Cowgirls, 6 Chicago Bears, 5 Philadelphia Eagles, 4 Kansas City Chiefs, 3 New Orleans Saints, 2 Rams, and the one, the only, Patriots. Oh, okay. That makes sense. Uh, Yeah, you can't argue if Patriots are up there. I don't care if they lose half their roster. If I'm looking... Okay, so Dan Hans is is a famous Patriots hater. This could be some reverse jinx on his part. Mm-hmm. He is a famous, famous Patriots hater. Maybe, you know, not fa- he's not a famous person, but <laughs> to those who to those who listen to him, he has they have a around the NFL podcast which is really good. But um I I wouldn't put the Patriots number 1. I'd put Kansas City number 1. On I'd put stri- the Patriots 3 or 4. On strictly talent what you're expecting from them i could see that but it's the patriots with tom brady and bill belichick it's hard it's it's hard i I completely (laughs) understand it but i think if you're looking at this from what team has the and they're defending super bowl champs right right but what team this year has the best chance to win the super bowl i i would put kc up there now there's an interesting one right below us they actually dropped 14 from his previous rankings which i didn't know you have pre-preseason rankings but okay. okay indianapolis colts dropped 14 with the loss of andrew luck so they were fifth and they dropped to 19th yeah that's that's a mighty drop significant but that roster is so good i and i guess I don't if think you say jacoby brisket is gonna be that bad but are you saying that jacoby is three wins worse than andrew luck 
I mean, that go you go from ten and six to seven and nine. That puts you right in the middle of the pack. Or you yeah, know, I ten and know. six puts I, you in a play. It could be playoffs. only a win or two that Andrew Luck is actually difference. I don't know, but I could see if you if that's the way you're yeah. looking at it. If Andrew Luck is three wins better, that's that's a big swing. I mean, they went ahead and signed Jacoby. I forgot to put that in the NFL news, mm-hmm. but they signed him to a two year. $30 million extension with $20 million guaranteed, yeah. which I think is a very smart deal because if he balls out this year... Right, and if he doesn't, then they cut him and they're $5 yeah. million next year they have to worry about, and that's it. Yeah, and not only that, they're like $40 million under the cap right, right now. So. I think they think it's signed Brian Hoyer for three years. Yeah, three so. years, $12 million. Interesting. Yeah. That's a lot of money for a backup quarterback. Yeah. Um, okay, so 18th. That number will be hopefully climbing yeah we'll be climbing as after this week uh, hopefully any guesses on where who the last place team is uh miami dolphins yep yeah the tankers themselves yeah uh tampa bay rounding out the nfc south is ranked 29th not surprising okay that's a, that's a little surprising to me i feel like nationally they're also being looked at as a sleeper but Kansas obviously doesn't think that. That's no. fine. Uh, wow, 29th. That's yeah. that's shocking to me. I don't think they're going to do well either. I mean, the only thing is, I don't think Jameis Winston's going to do anything this year. I think all the hype around Bruce Arians and everything is just hype. I think other than the He's New Orleans, other than New Orleans on these power rankings, I would say the rest of the NFC South is underranked. Yeah, I think Atlanta and us should be higher. I think that, I mean, 13th and 14th maybe for us and Atlanta somewhere. I think we should be very similar. And then I think I think the Bucks should be around 21, 22. Ahead of like, oh well, yeah. They're, they're ta- they have a lot of talent on that team too, at least on the offense. We will see. We'll see them in week two. Yeah. And yeah. week six. And we'll see the number two ranked team this week. Good segue, Jerry. <laughs> We're working on them. <laughs> so, yes, we are playing uh, the Los Angeles Rams Sunday at 1 p.m. At Bank of America Stadium. Ace Boogie and the Cat Pack. Yeah, I love that nickname that they, he came up with. Yep. Uh, currently, the Rams are three-point favorites in the Vegas odds that I read. Yeah, normally you get three points for being a home team, so... Vegas is basically saying if it's a neutral site game, then they're six-point favorites. And if we're in L.A., they're nine-point favorites. Right. So wow. that's, uh, that's a lot. Yeah, that is uh, that is a lot. Um, before we dive into this game, we're going to do our beer bet of the week. It's a weekly thing we're going to do for every game. Uh, we pick a random thing and we bet against each other. The loser has to bring the beer for the next podcast. This week, our bet is going to be Chris Hogan, over under one and a half catches this week. Steven, go ahead with yours. I am going over one and a half catches this week. I think he gets up to three catches. What? Actually, I think he can get four or five catches, but I'm going to say he gets three catches for 45 yards and a touchdown. I'm going definitely under. I feel that he's not going to go out there, but like 10 or... 10 to 15 snaps. And I think they could even be run plays. We have DJ Moore, 
Samuel starting on the outside, mm-hmm. and I think Jarius Wright is going to stick in that slot. I don't see now if they play him in the slot. I could be wrong. I don't see it. I think he's going to be the backup on the wide mm-hmm. outside. We'll see, but uh, I I've got more faith in Chris Hogan. I think they brought him in for a reason. He was Tom Brady's deep threat last year, and made some plays. I think he's a talented guy. I don't think that they would have brought him in and kept him on the team if they didn't have a plan for him. No, I. I see him as a better version of what we used Torrey Smith last year for. That's fine. I, that's what I see him, and we really didn't throw the ball that much to Torrey Smith. I think DJ and Curtis have gained the confidence of Cam, and that's why it's really going to go to them. To those two. I mean, he wore a Cat Pack t-shirt today. Hey, all all Hogan needs to do is catch two passes, and you owe me a frothy beer. Okay. Frothy. Frothy? <laughs> have to like spin it or like. Yeah. Okay. Let's, uh, so <laughs> since we're talking about wide receivers, that is probably one of the things that I'm most excited to watch in this game is how our new and improved receiving core, even, not even really new receiving core, but improved receiving core, goes up against this LA defense, which is highly touted. Mm-hmm. They've got Aaron Donald who will be putting a lot of pressure on Cam. Mm-hmm. But I'm excited to see what kind of separation Moore and Samuel can get off of these DBs. Yeah, I mean, Akeem Tlaib and Marcus Peters aren't a pushover. No. No, they're good. They're, they are, I mean, Marcus Peters especially is a very good mm-hmm. defensive back. Uh, Tlaib is a, a little long in the tooth, but still very talented, crafty veteran. They also picked up uh, Eric Weddle, safety from Baltimore. Uh, he's a little older and stuff, but he can help that defense out. For sure. So that that's definitely something I'm looking forward to seeing. Um, we mentioned Aaron Donald. I'm also looking forward slash worried about the offensive line. Yeah. How's that going to hold up? I, th- I personally feel like they're going to have to run straight at him and do a lot of quick passes, at least at the beginning. That way it kind of throws him off, not on his heels because... He's a beast. I don't see him ever getting on his heels. I think you're just going to have to double-team him. You're just going to have to not let Aaron Donald get to Cam. Keep in a tight end, mm-hmm. double him up. Yeah, You're going to have to do something special, and I'm sure that they have looked at that. I'm sure they have a game plan. Aaron Donald can single-handedly win the game for the Rams. Yeah, especially with Cam's shoulder. Like I want to see how good Cam's shoulder is, but I don't want Aaron Donald to pancake him. Yeah, well, that, I mean, that leads us into the third thing I really want to look for. That's Cam. Yeah. Uh, we've said it over and over again. It's no secret. Everyone says it. As Cam goes, go the Panthers. So if Cam comes out firing, looks great, then my anticipation for this season goes through the roof. My belief that we're going to be a playoff team skyrockets. Our numbers on that power ranking are going to go much higher. Whoop. And I th- honestly, if Cam goes out and throws for 300 yards and a couple of touchdowns and we win this game by 15 points, two touchdowns, that's going to be a statement. Yeah, it really will be. Um, real quick, on the offensive line too, Greg Little is still dealing with a concussion and hasn't been practicing, so he probably won't play since we're recording this on Thursday. Mm. It doesn't look good for him. 
Yeah. Also on the injuries is Bruce Irvin. He's dealing with a hamstring. He's been at practice, just not out there starting and playing with him. Well, if he doesn't play, then that means Brian Burns gets Spider Birds put into that starting lineup. I saw Trey Turner also added to the injury list today with a groin. Ah, I did not get that. That's a if we miss Greg Little and Trey Turner and not a not great to start your season missing two. No. Of key players on your offensive line. No. Not at all. Now, let's go to the other side of the ball where we're playing the Rams, who were ranked second in total offense last year. Just gave their quarterback a huge amount of money. Huge amount of money. After his first year, even though they thought he was a bust. But yeah. that's what happens with Jeff Fisher as your head coach. Right. <laughs> yeah, the Rams have stars all over the field. I mean, they've got great a great wide receiver core. They've got a great running back when he's healthy. Which he appears to be. Yeah, supposedly. Yeah. You never know with arthritic knees yeah. for a running back. But if you're ever going to be at 100%, it's now. So I expect him to look like Todd Gurley against us. Yeah. Uh, us being the Panthers. <laughs> We've been knocked on that recently. <laughs> uh, I kind of want to see how JV and Elliot handles a slot. Um, especially... Cooper Cup will probably be in that slot, one of the better slot receivers out there. And we seem to give up a lot of plays over the middle to the slot receiver. That is a Carolina Panthers staple. Yeah. Giving up plays over the middle. And a new staple. I want to see how Luke controls this 3-4. It's a different place than he's ever played before. I know it's still football, but it's new to him. Well, hopefully that 3-4 will plug up that hole in the middle that we always seem to let receivers dance through so i'm hoping that you're right we'll see how luke does it's new to him Mm -hmm. it's new to everybody Uh, but we have a lot of new faces on this defense too so everyone's kind of learning it together yeah but that's kind of where the issue i think may happen is learning it He's so good at the mental side of the game where he's on that defense calling plays as the offense is lining up. Like, does he know? It's Luke, so you got to trust him. Does he know which 3-4 lineup he needs to put his guys into and everything right now? Probably of anyone in the NFL, I would trust Luke to learn that more quickly and more fully than anyone else in the league. So... In terms of the mental capacity to choose which play, that's I'm least worried about that. Hmm. I would maybe be wor- more worried about the other players doing what they're supposed to do when he calls that play. That's fair. We'll see. Um, and with the possibility of Bruce Irvin being out, we might get to see Spider Burns' first start. I hope so. I do too. Uh, he's looked really good in the preseason. We'll also probably get to see Marquise Haynes in the spelling him then, and maybe even Christian Miller. Both of them look really good in preseason. So hopefully he'll roll over and we can, you know, rock Jared Goff and make him think about all his money and is it worth get continuing to play? Bruce Irvin may never start for this team. No. I mean, if, if this hamstring injury keeps him out of this game and Burns and Haynes both tear it up i wouldn't put bruce Irvin in there he would be a perfect veteran guy to back up anyways to help those guys come along he could play you know 30 20 snaps a game you know come in and spell them 
offer you a good veteran coming in, knowing what to do at that point. Yep. But we will see. Uh, got anything else for the game? Oh, yeah. Okay, go ahead. Oh, yeah. One more. One more thing, and I wanted to save it for last. All right. Swole Tweeter. Have you heard that name? Swole Tweeter. Yes, I have. Isn't Swole that tweeter. the uh, Cam's nickname for your BFF? Joey Sly. Swole Tweeter. <laughs> I am looking forward to seeing what Joey Sly can do in a real game when the kicks matter. I fully expect him to just light it up every chance he gets straight through the uprights. He kicked a 70-yard field goal in practice. Still had some room to spare. That 59-yarder he kicked in the preseason looked like it would have been good from 70. I think, bold prediction time, and maybe this isn't a bold prediction for this game specifically, I think Joey Sly is going to set the NFL record this year for longest field goal kicked. Which is 64 yards. I think he will kick a 65 or more yard field goal at so some point. So is this, this just year. an ongoing bold prediction throughout the season until he does this? Yeah, yeah. So every week I got to come up with a bold prediction. No, no, no. no. <laughs> this is this is my bold prediction for this week, but it isn't necessarily just for this game. This is just I'm just putting it out there in the universe. He's gonna do this. I can come up with another bold prediction for this game specifically, but I do want to say that. I think Joey Sly is going to set the NFL record this year for longest field goal at some point during the season. Okay. Well, now my bold prediction. I think Christian McCaffrey is going to get over 150 total yards this game, Pat or receiving and running. I think they're going to run at Aaron Donald and then run on the outside. I think he's going to do some Texas routes, short little screens. I think we can use him to abuse Aaron Donald. Yeah, I think that's going to be key, and he only did that four times last year, so I would count that as a bold prediction uh, in terms of getting 150 more total yards. So, yeah, I would love to see it. I think if that happens, then that's a very good sign for us. Yeah, I want to see the other Samuel and Moore really break out, but at this game, I think we we need to utilize what McCaffrey can do for us. Yeah, I agree. Uh, yeah. Let me let me go ahead and just do a bold prediction for this game okay. specifically. Um, we are three point underdogs. Mm-hmm. Okay. I predict that the Panthers will win this game. Okay. By twenty points. What? That is bold. I think it's going to be a thirty-four to fourteen game. Panthers victory, and we're all feeling really good at about four o'clock on Sunday afternoon. I hope so. We'll be making our recording while I'll be a little tipsy, cheering it on, swinging sweet Caroline. Now, my game prediction. I know I picked us to lose this game last week when we went over our season, but I can't do that on week one at all. It's not in my heart. I am going Panthers 23, Rams 16. I think they get down into that red zone. We bend, but we don't break three different times and they sit there go home and wonder what if okay i think we go one and oh there you go the old division rivals old division oh yeah yeah for those of you that don't know the panthers and the uh, rams were in the nfc west for about six years yeah panthers first came in the league along with atlanta and new orleans also in the nfc west kind of strange i mean l 
L.A., Carolina, stones throws away. I mean, right. obviously they should be in the same division. Yeah, obviously they just named these things and did not care <laughs> where the teams were. I think they had a spot open when we came into the league, and then thankfully they readjusted it to get the teams locally. Yeah, and they'll probably have to do it again in our ten years when a couple teams move or something. London and Mexico City join the the league. Yeah, yeah. Maybe Toronto. Wait, that is uh, that's the show. Yeah. So looking forward to talking again on Sunday after a Panthers victory. Whoop whoop. Now, if you like our podcast, please tell your Panther friends to or listen. human friends. <laughs> <laughs> you can follow us on Twitter at Meow Mix Podcast or email any questions or comments to Meow Mix Mailbag at gmail.com. And we do read any five star reviews on Apple. Thank you for listening. Keep pounding. Meow, meow, meow.